0: Hello, and welcome to the Being Human podcast, a podcast that asks the question, whether through ancient wisdom, philosophy, or religion, how do we navigate through the 21st century whilst maintaining our humanity? I'm Chris Lewis, and today I'll be reading a post I published on May 23rd, 2022. Unsaid. I begin to speak only when I'm certain what I'll say isn't better left unsaid. When Cato the Younger released these words into the ether, never could he have guessed it would have traveled through the ages to take up residence in the 21st century. The wisdom within the saying is still needed today, interjecting when one ought to stay silent. One of the ways to know for certain whether or not to speak is the subtle art in both active and passive expression, passive and self-control. It sounds counterintuitive, But to utilize this virtue, there must be a surrendering to the uncontrollable situation. Then, the activity of listening, really listening. Whilst listening, fact accumulation and behavioral observation will help to reveal deficiencies or necessities to improve the conversation. If what best serves the conversation doesn't require my input, then humbly accept the silent role. But what if it must be said? Knowing to speak when it must be so. Well, it's a good thing you've been listening intently and collecting data. These tools will help to determine the response, inquisition, debate, repartee, etc. Ego must be put aside here. Most of us assume our words must be placed forcibly into conversation. Otherwise, we'll never be heard definitely speaking for myself. Upon listening and jesting the words and interpreting, then if the moment calls for it, fate deems it appropriate, speak. Speak with confidence and assert the words that refused to not exist conversationally. However, after a conversation, have you ever thought, I really wish I wouldn't have said that? It's probably because you shouldn't have. I could have saved myself the embarrassment, the unwarranted, ill-timed buffoonery. Cato was not exempt from these experiences, especially considering his connection to the Roman Empire's aristocratic elites, military heroes, and competing philosophies. He fought against men like Julius Caesar and Pompey, even locking horns with Cicero in the courtroom. Suffice it to say, Cato saw the power of words, rhetoric, and argument. So one must use language carefully, sparingly, and prudently. There's good news for us failure students. Another test awaits in the future. Another opportunity to speak what is right, good, and true. Or to keep silent altogether. To speak or not to speak. Have the humility to speak and the courage to not. Wind's wasted blow, foolishly mouthed, better unknown. Wow, so, wow, I wrote this May 23rd, 2022. Um, I mean, today is August, gosh, 26th? So it's quite a few or several months away. Very interesting to read uh, this, but it makes sense considering... uh, Quoting Cato the Younger, I was really going through uh, stoicism pretty hard around this time. I believe I was reading Ryan Holiday's Lives of the Stoics, a book I highly recommend if you want to kind of a overarching general uh, familiarity with stoicism and the big names concerning stoicism, the ones who really propagated the philosophy and carried it throughout history. It starts all the way from Zeno, right—the creator or the discoverer, if you want to call it that way—of Stoicism. All, all the way leads all the way up to Marcus Aurelius, the emperor philosopher or philosopher emperor. Have your philosopher king, I think, is the way that it's he's commonly referred as. A beautiful saying and uh, quite relevant. Being a conversationalist these days is quite an interesting one. Dialoguing with people back and forth, um, because today, I mean, it's quite difficult. Civility in conversation and dialogue is is uh, is very difficult to navigate these days, considering the the political atmosphere, the environment, and. Uh, just kind of the overall hostility and uneasiness. And a lot of it just comes from judgmental perspective about people who don't share our ideas or ideologies or the ideal for the future of humanity, whatever that is, whether ethically, um, teleologically, uh, ontologically, meaning and being and whatnot and but one of the things that really stood out to me as i'm rereading this was the idea of listening honestly when it comes to having conversations in general on the phone gosh uh over podcasts and things like that, or just, uh, there seems to be, at least for me personally speaking an ease for listening and really listening and asking questions and staying curious and wanting to hear what the other person has to say and asking questions and being inquisitive and trying to figure out where they're coming from and, and what they mean at at the core of what they mean. Because a lot of the times we language is an interesting thing. I can say something and you're interpreting it through a lens, through a life, through experience. And you might even be interpreting it what is most commonly accepted as the meaning behind the language. And in fact, um, I don't mean that at all. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine today about semantics, right? Semantic, a semantic range of a word and what it could potentially mean And there's a lot of confusion there. My friend uh, tends to lean more towards Eastern mysticism and belief, which is an extremely beautiful approach to life. Truly. I tend to lean more on the Western concepts of philosophy and theology and explanation for the meaning of life. I mean, you probably noticed that through the language I'm using on ontological teleological, like when you start using words like that, it's, it's very logical and logic has to do with the ancient Greek logos, Greek word logos. And, and well, it's not that it's not related or connected to Eastern belief, but that the language is very uniquely different, and oftentimes it's approaching the same exact issue or problem from opposite sides. It's quite fascinating. It's a beautiful thing to behold, truly, if you're able to share those conversations with someone like my friend. But it's about listening. It's I can give that to him. He gives that to me. And, of course, we speak over each other sometimes. I think that's what any relationship, you're going to end up doing that from time to time, especially if you want to interject or you don't want to forget an idea or a thought that you had. But that isn't really the tough listening nearly as much, unless you're personally offended, which that's a whole other issue too, especially when it comes to politics, people get riled up and they just don't listen anymore. They got their arguments, they got their um, comebacks and they're not really concerned. So, Suffice it to say, um, listening is extremely difficult. And I would say the toughest and most hardest part of listening for me, the most difficult context was because you'll understand why in a second, is in marriage. It's the most difficult context to listen to your partner. It just is. It's freaking bizarre. And I have to I have to believe that it has something to do with how personal things are because usually in an argument or a discussion or a conversation it's like every there's just so much emotion involved there's so much uh, depth involved that human who's across from you whom you're talking to knows you most deeply and intimately and they tend to know exactly what upsets you what things to say what things to not say how to say it and how not to say it. They know the looks, the body language. They know exactly how to get underneath your skin. So I would say um that is the most difficult place to listen. It was the one I had the most difficult listening in. Uh the context is, is extremely difficult. And oh got a text message. Oh anyways. So um well I'm not married anymore, so if that helps you understand how good of a listener I am, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, uh, it, didn't have, it didn't have much to do with listening. There was a lot of other complicated issues, but I'll tell you one thing. That is probably the hardest place to listen to anybody. So, And the lesson here is knowing when not to say something. The wisdom here is knowing when not to say something, but often um, we have to have the last word. And uh, we have to have the final word and the best argument and, and this entitlement of, I won. I won the argument. I, I'm right. It's, uh, it's easy to be right, or, or it's easy to, to fight to be right, in other words. And, um, well, as I've experienced and probably many have experiences, sometimes being right doesn't save a marriage. It's about working together and uh compromising and learning and uh, from each other, and finding a better way, perhaps a third way, a way that both don't even see yet, but anyways, so the wisdom of knowing when not to speak, well, not speaking in a in a conversation, especially um if you're in a group um, of two, three, or four or more honestly. If you allow people to speak and you listen to them and you figure out what's going on and you're trying to understand people and where they're coming from and the motive and the heart and the disposition of, of, of the words, um, it'll give you time to be able to, to inwardly process and think through the language and work through it. Of course, you got to assume the best of a, of a person. So I mean this not in a sense of being critical about what they're saying because that can be a problem but more of listening with the intention of truly understanding what they're trying to convey. Cause a lot of times people, they lack the vocabulary or even maybe they don't like vocabulary, but they can't remember in the moment what word to use. And you can actually help them kind of make sense of it. And I find that in community, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to watch people learn from each other and, a- and able to understand each other better through language um, so yeah, sometimes it's extremely difficult though, not to interject and kind of give your two cents. And in and, and the whole time, if you're not interjecting, then you're thinking about what you're going to say when the other person's talking and you're not really listening. So yeah, it's a uh, pretty difficult, but sometimes our speech isn't even required. Sometimes people just want to talk and they want to vent, and they want to get things out. And honestly, they don't need my opinion, my thoughts, or my ideas, or anything from me other than just a listening ear. But the only way you can really um, gauge those kinds of things is by really listening to people and, uh, and to speak only when you're absolutely certain. When you're certain that something needs to get said, especially in, in a job or a, a career or in a meeting you know, if something um, is more high risk, which is something that Cato the Younger more than likely had to go through, was being around powerful men and women and having to be able to discern when he ought to speak and when he ought not to. And, but knowing for certain, now that's a tricky thing. How do we know for certain whether or not we ought to speak? Honestly, I don't know the context in which you're in. I don't know where you're going to be. I don't know who you're going to be with. I don't know your spouse, your partner. I don't know any of that. I only know my own and that's all I need to know. And that's all you need to know. So if we can interject in our minds and kind of just stop ourselves and just go listen, 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 and really try to understand what another person is trying to say I think and I truly believe that that'll give us the proper mindset on how to discern when to speak. I was actually quite fascinated by this line in in my post and um, I think it's true. Have the humility to speak and the courage to not. Because at the end of the day, if we aren't humble, if we, don't have a heart that truly wants to empathize with another human being. We're going to make fools of ourselves and we're going to say things that are potentially destructive and harmful, not just to the person across from us, yes, but in reality will affect us for the negative. So as one of the stoic virtues of courage, may we have the courage To know when not to speak. Thank you for listening. And once again, you can reach me, DM me um, on Instagram at BH underscore Chris Lewis. If you have any questions, honestly, I will answer questions. I will engage in conversation as long as it's beneficial, as long as it's good, as long as it's out of curiosity. And not out of cynicism or any kind of destructive uh, motivation, but something that is good, something that we can learn from each other. Because I learn conversationally, I truly do, and so I'm, I'm always encouraging. Um, I'm always open to the possibility of a conversation. And so, once again, DM me at uh, at uh, at bh underscore my gosh i keep chris lewis how do i forget my name anyways (laughs) anyways it's been a it's been a long morning i've been up for quite several several hours so anyways thank you for listening and uh i'll catch you on the next episode